Welcome to the ICBC Roundtable Podcast, brought to you each time you push play. You're going to be listening to three guys you might just want to listen to. First off, author, educator, and ICBC senior pastor, Cody Hale. Next is ICBC worship and discipleship pastor, hailing from Chulapinny, Alabama, Andrew Nunnerly. And finally, our host and everyone's best friend, ICBC student and outreach pastor, John the Beard Blatton. Good morning, good <laughs> afternoon, wherever, whenever you're listening to this. This is our very first ICBC Roundtable podcast. Uh, and so we're going to try to do an AKA. I don't, we almost, we, we, let me yeah. tell you what we really wanted to name yes. this. We yes. wanted to name this Goats on a Trampoline. <laughs> hashtag um, Goats on a Trampoline. Yes. So this is the ICBC Roundtable, hashtag, a.k.a. Goats on a Trampoline. Yeah, I, we wanted to stick with that, but I uh, felt like that would be unprofessional of ourselves. So and if you're wondering why <laughs> we would, might want to name our podcast Goats on a Trampoline, it's because yes, right outside of our church, there are Goats on a Trampoline. Yes, yes. Um, which is fantastic. We've got to be the only people in America with that. The We've only got to ones. Be. The only Not just ones. like Calvin County, but America. Oh, that's across all creeds and codes. Like man. Gatlinburg like has you, goats on a roof. We have goats on a trampoline. Like if you're watching this and you have goats on a trampoline and proof of that, like from your church, please send that in. Yes. <laughs> a goats on a trampoline photo contest. Absolutely. So, the winner will get licking, good, licking donuts. good donuts. It's our first sponsor, by the way. Unofficial sponsor. <laughs> I'll never um, forget coming from the sanctuary to the other building and Wayne Stevens, I love you, Wayne. Pull me you ever seen two goats jumping on a trampoline? <laughs> no, Wayne can't say I have. You have now. <laughs> and, That's uh, funny. It was fabulous. So we want to uh, we want to just come to you just with uh, some, some questions. Uh, I'm going to be asking uh, our lead pastor, Cody, and, of course, our worship pastor, uh, Andrew, um, uh, some questions, just two, really. Um, kind of keep this short as possible, but at the same time, we are not, we, we're not serious at all. Uh, a lot of the times, I know that sounds bad. Like six. And Andrew's not passionate. <laughs> He's not very, very passionate. Yeah. I'm a very flatline kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. He told, he told a whole church that once. <laughs> this is, so this is where we're going with this. <laughs> so this is real. This is who we this are. We're, we're not going. gonna. We're gonna have some great conversations, some funny conversations, but also some serious conversations. And so uh, we hope you enjoy this. And uh, if you don't. <laughs> Let us know. Leave a thumbs down. <laughs> Leave a thumbs Both down. Vote with your feet. This is our very first podcast, so here we go. Let's just start off with uh, just a simple question. Not really funny. We can kind of uh, make jokes about it. But this is, for those of y'all that don't know, maybe you are archiving this all the way back from like, this is 2025. You're wow. Like, yeah, I mean, right? You really think highly of this podcast. I think highly of this podcast. This is, our first, this is our first podcast, and we're going we're gonna to keep it going. Um, you're already at the archives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe you're listening on Best Of. I don't know. <laughs> yes. This is a, our serious exit channel. <laughs> so... This is how everything starts. I'm just like, no, no, this, this is it. So, for those of y'all that don't know, we have, uh, this is the first Sunday that we have not met corporately as a church. And so, we have gone to Facebook Lives, live, uh, streaming services um, for our messages and our worship. And so, I have to, right off the bat, like, ask you this question, like, what was it like to <clears throat> preach or to even sing to not a normal crowd? I mean, this was, <laughs> this was... It was it was weird. It was it was different. So I, was, I started off thinking about how much I hated this, um, and I, 
I think there was a degree of hatred all morning long. Uh, maybe a little bit raw. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I love it, it, it. It's not just words for me. Like I love when our church comes together and be, our church is a good church to preach to. Like they're they're dialed in. I mean they're in their they're in the scriptures. They're taking notes. They're they're listening. They're they're giving feedback. Um, they're responsive, and I I would say like at out of the what God has called me to do, preaching to my congregation is the very high. Like I I, I just carry it with a lot of reverence. Um, I carry it with a lot of gravity, and all morning long, all I could think about was how much I hated um, that they weren't there, yeah. um, and that they that, that I couldn't see their faces, and that I couldn't, and because a lot of the time, and preachers understand this, like, you're preaching, and even, maybe it didn't even occur to you how a particular point would minister to someone in your office, like in your study, but while you're delivering it, you catch that person's eye. And you think, man, the Lord, the Lord had that for that specific person this week to really help them and to encourage them. Um, and so I think for a lot, like, there was a degree of, of hatred all morning long. But at the end, I landed. I thought, you know, but I kind of love this too because we did have great participation on our live stream. And I thought, man, what an incredible opportunity. for. And our people did this. They invited people that would never darken the door of our church to hear mm. the sermon this morning and to have a word of hope. And while I would never advocate for eliminating physical in-person worship, um, I thought with the circumstances as it were, how amazing is it that God doesn't need what I think he needs to accomplish his purposes. Yeah. Um, and God doesn't need us even assembled together at this particular time, at this particular place, to be able to accomplish his purposes, um, that he was at work through all of these things, in spite of at times my poor attitude, and I, I so, so there was a degree of hatred, and then a, a degree of love. I think really all day long of just amazed that God was at work the way He was. So, <clears throat> to to paraphrase what you just said, your your idea of Facebook Live or streaming is a love hate relationship. Yeah, probably. That's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, would you guys agree that's probably oh, yeah. my approach to all technology? Like, you know, yeah, yes. um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I have an old soul, so um, I may be a late adopter on some of these late things. Adopter. So, Andrew, I'm actually going to get to a chance to leave worship next week um, while you preach. Yeah. And so we're going to kind of swap roles. Right. You are going to preach to a not a normal crowd. I'm going to leave worship for a not a normal crowd. So. What do I need to be expecting next week when I come up on stage? Yeah, so I just expect, you know, be expecting to, you know, when, when we were, I told somebody this morning, it was almost like, it felt like a rehearsal. Like on a Wednesday night, we give, I mean, I tell my guys, you know, practice like you're in the performance, like you're in that moment. Because that's, from a tech side of things, like if you're just kind of lollygagging around and not singing loud into the microphone, it's terrible for our tech career. Tech kind of take a time out and just, Thank our incredible tech Dude, team. Yes, like, ain't no lollygagging back there. Yes, Dude, what is lollygagging? I don't know, but but like I mean, those guys were killing it. They were. Uh, they were one, one guy said it was much more stressful than a normal Sunday service, and oh, I yeah. couldn't agree. Like I'm I'm spent. Like yeah. And if you're watching this, like 
no, we don't have the same clothes on every day. We just decided since these two guys are going to be on vacation next week that we record this on Sunday afternoon. Vacation so. is very lively. We're going to <laughs> is. I, I'm driven out like three times. <laughs> so I would say like just, just It looks like we took the quarantine really seriously. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it looks like we've just quarantined. You know what? Let's go to Cancun and just celebrate. You know, cheap flights. I would imagine three or four days in, I don't know that we'd be this happy with each other. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, but I, I would say be prepared to like, I mean, obviously you can't feed off the crowd. I mean, yeah. I mean, we had a few people in the crowd, which was neat. Solid and, seven. Uh, the solid Plus, seven. Plus... Oh. We had yes, Mark, we totally Mark. forgot about that. We didn't we, introduce our guest. Yes, um, uh, Tina Hughes, all the way from uh, Kuwait, right? That's Kuwait. right. That's right. And uh, Mark, all the way from Dorsey's. It was like he just heard a good joke. But it was. I mean, it's different. It's difficult because uh, you almost have to get hopped up to do it. Um, I, it was kind of like this. It was for those of you that are worship pastors. It's kind of like the first time you use inner monitors and like you put both ears in and you sing and like you feel completely disconnected from the audience. It feels like that times like a billion. Yeah. Uh, and then you and so it's just just hard, man. Like you, it, it's it's easier than preaching. I can guarantee. Like like I, you probably don't preach through your sermon. Like stand up, go to the you go to the podium and preach and or the uh, pulpit and preach. I do. I, I, I do. Yeah, and I John to, does. Yeah. But you know we're obviously you know. Sea level talent. Yeah, um, uh, but as as we you know as as you from a worship perspective, it's a little different because we're just worshiping the Lord. I mean, like I'm mean, Sam and Morgan, Justin, Corey, Brett, all those guys. I mean, we're just worshiping and like hoping that the people watching are connecting with the Lord, not with us. I know we didn't have lyrics on the screen this week. We're going to work on that. We're, we're getting there. That has just, been a appeal. We have worked on that for I know. probably I two think three I'm just weeks now. Simple, but um, if you, you know, if you know, let us know. Yeah, I don't say that. Oh, I'm sorry. Somebody knows. Yeah, somebody knows. That's now we're getting a bunch of phone calls. <laughs> Can I share my philosophy on the end of your I know your philosophy on Yeah, go ahead. Might as well share it with everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. The only reason worship pastors want in ear monitors is so they can take them out. I think it, <laughs> it, just, it just, every time. We, we so get, they can dangle right here. Oh, yeah, you guys, every one of you, you get like one line into the song, and you start ripping those things out, and it looks really cool hanging down. <laughs> and then I get, every, every, every service, every one of you. I was, you know, I've addressed that from the pulpit. Have you addressed I that? Have. I have. I've I must not have been here that when night. I put, you weren't because I was preaching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, if I pull an ear out, it's because I know the congregation is really into it and they're worshiping. I want to be able to hear that. We have a mic. So, so, it, so I'm right. It encourages you and the congregation. Yes, when You rip those things out. When I, I always thought it was because you couldn't hear it. Now, that's, you were, there are some times where you get frustrated and you just want to you know, throw it in the trash. Now, that's early on in your in-ear monitor days <laughs> as you get a little more mileage under your belt. So you if I put in an ear, in-ear monitor, could y'all be feeding me lines? Absolutely. Yes. So maybe that's what, you know. We've done it in the past. With I think there are preachers that do that. That's not really a prophetic model. No, 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 no. That's totally it's different. Like yeah, a you, thing. You brought it. <laughs> oh, I knew it. Sorry. I knew it was going there. Part of his CrossFit plan. Oh, gosh. Um, but no, uh, I definitely encouraged. I mean, I, I was still able, yet again, I got to experience being out in the congregation. Um, and usually, I know this sounds bad, and, and you know, our pastors know this, you know, a lot of the times on Sundays, you know, man, I'm running around. Like, I'm going to kids' praise, preschool, uh, you know, being uh, with, uh, being over the children as You're well. You're like a dirt devil. You're like our staff dirt devil that well, cleans up everything. It's, it's, it's one of those things where I just, I go, I go around, I make sure everything is running as smoothly as possible. And so... He reminds me, I call him Milton. He's, <laughs> he's Milton. Yeah. He's our Milton. He's a Milton. I got I to gotta know that reference later on. Um, anyway, so Milton Harris, we love you, man. Yeah, but just 
it was it was weird for me not to have any of that to do today. Um, and I still found myself like going out and making sure that the, the live was running right or the uh, the sound was good coming out of the you know my phone plus the laptop all you know all these because yet again if you don't know this there is a different volume on your laptop as there would be on your phone. Um, so let me, let me interject a question here. Uh, do you guys find because I, I think like I find this true of me um, and I, I honestly think it's like. A really negative part of being in pastoral ministry. Do you think that being in ministry makes you bad worship service attenders, bad it, congregants? It can. It makes it difficult, especially when you go somewhere else. Like if we're at a mm-hmm. conference or something, and you sit in, especially those of us who are on the tech side and worship and yeah. ministry, like you're constantly critiquing everything, exactly. and yeah. you're constantly trying to. And then, then you go, you get to the point where you're like, I don't really have anything to do. Maybe I should worship the Lord. Right, and, and it's one of those things where you know in your spirit it's it's wrong. Like for me, like yeah. it's hard to not listen to the sermon as a sermon writer, like a critical right. analysis kind of thing. And yeah. I don't think that's healthy. Rather that's than just receiving the gospel and singing the gospel and 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 and, and reveling in the gospel, I find myself picking apart. And, and I don't want our congregation to do that. Mm-hmm. And I, I find that, but I still find that tendency. In, and I, I think I think often, and you go to conferences and you can see it, I think a lot of the time pastors are the worst congregants. I mean, we, we'll get up Absolutely. right in the middle of a sermon and walk. I mean, you know, things that would just mortify us if, you know, we see them. So mm-hmm. that's and, the point. And that's, just, what you were saying just yeah. sprung, sprung that thought yeah. in my mind. But that was the realization I came to today. I mean, I'm just like, you know what? It's, it's working. Everything's fine. If there's a problem, someone will come get me. Because just, we need good preaching and we yeah. need good singing. We, we, we need congregate. We, we need those same things as any Christian yes. does. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And we forget about we forget to feed ourselves right. in, in, in worship settings. We do during the week, and uh, and, and that's that's great yeah. and wonderful. But it becomes man, very job-oriented. Yeah. 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 So tragic. this is forcing, no matter who you are, I think really what profession you're in, to, to do things differently. Mark agrees. Yeah, Mark agrees. Good, good job, Mark. All right, so let's do let's do our uh, second and last question, uh, kind of segue and bring this to a close. What has encouraged you about the church's response about uh, COVID nineteen? For me, um, kind of, I'm in a couple of different pastor groups, um, you know, group messages and things like that, and I have gotten more encouraging phone calls from more pastors in the last two weeks than any other point in my ministry. Mm-hmm. I've seen more pastors extending their hand across the aisle um, to different people and, and help, helping one another. Um, I think among pastors, unfortunately, at times, there can be a, a competitive spirit <clears throat> that can creep in among it or almost like a rivalry type feel. Um, and I don't think that it's, it's uh, you know, ill-willed. I don't, I don't think anybody, any pastor hopes that other pastors fail. Um, I think it's just that human nature kind of taking And I've seen more of that put aside and more pastors reaching out, helping. Hey, let me help you, your church, establish a live stream. Let me help your church establish online giving. Let me help your church, or, or let me call uh, a younger pastor. You know, I, you know, shout out to Roland Brown has called me two or three times already as a younger pastor, just saying, brother, how can I incur- How can I be there for you? What kind of questions do you have? And it it has ministered to me. It has ministered awesome. to me. And I think so out of all of the, the different, and there are a number of different things that have encouraged me about the church's response to COVID-19, but I think preeminently it would just be seeing what I'm seeing from faithful men of God behind the scenes 
um, really trying to, to love one another well and advance the gospel. Yeah, I saw, I think what struck me the uh, most encouraging to me was when when it all happened and, and they shut the schools down, they said, hey, we're going to extend spring break, we're going to, you know, going to be out two and a half weeks. Well, instantly I got a, I get a text from, hey, have you, have you talked with anyone doing the blessings in a backpack? And, and so I'm texting you back and forth and I'm getting texts and we're like, yeah, we're working on it. And then we announced that we would, you know, do a drive here specifically at the church to, you know, try to bring in some stuff. And instantly, this is how Satan works. Like instantly I thought, nobody's going to bring anything. People have already, you know, raided the shelves. They rate and Walmart is is gone, and you're expecting people to go out and weather the traffic again or bring their from their own stockpile. Yeah. And I, I was super negative about. It. I was like, "There's no way we're gonna have nothing to take them." And that's just me being honest. And with fewer you. people coming anyway. And fewer people yeah. coming. I mean, we were down our like, own request. We were, we were down a hundred people yeah. that Sunday, um, and and then when I walked out of the service, I glanced behind that connection desk and saw just a pile of groceries. I thought, man, who, what, what am I doing, yeah. man? And the, the people in Myron City, the community really responded well uh, and thought they knew that there were gonna be some people that did not have lunch or breakfast or dinner and, and they stepped up and instantly, like within, instantly. Like it wasn't, hey, we're gonna have this for two or three hours. hours. Was, yeah, less than Yeah, less than we're, we're gonna have two or three weeks, bring it and you know, drop it off and you can't know. It was like, hey, they don't, they're not gonna have food like next week. That's right. Yeah. Unless you do something. That's right. Uh, and the gospel is, has, has, you know, because of the gospel, um, they, it has, it's so real to them and they know that, hey, this is a chance and if we can minister them physically, you know, maybe we will have a chance to minister to them spiritually at some point. And, you're saying that really countywide. I mean, churches mm-hmm. are coming together, that's right. and that's what I'm so encouraged about. You know, yet again, going back to, like, we're all passing down information. Like, we're there's it's almost like a, a, a phone train. Like, as soon as Andrew a and I phone train a phone I don't, like phone tree? tree phone tree. My bad. Not like a train. Uh, Let's go with train. Phone <laughs> train. Let's train. Let's take over Everybody get on the board. Everybody get on the phone so train. You're the you're the caboose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but like but I it's, always feel like the caboose. Like it's, uh, you know, Andrew and I figuring something out or, or, you know, media-wise and then getting it to information that, uh, to a church or somebody that, that is, you know, working a full-time job that's bivocational in, in you know, ministry of, in, of any kind, just like, hey, look, do you have this in line? Do you have this? And like, so it's it's encouraging because they're all coming together and nobody is working against one another. Nobody is trying to, you know, trying to get more followers than the other. They're just trying to minister the best so, way they know how. And so... Um, that's what's really cool about it, you know, everything. It's just, it, it's a time to where you're really seeing the body of Christ come together and function and work so flawlessly, it seems like. Um, that, I mean, driving down uh, uh, 78 and seeing churches with, with signs, hey, look, we're giving away, we're giving away food, we're giving away meals. Like, it, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's scary right now. It's, it's it, you know, uncertainty, but... Man, it is it is so cool to uh, to literally see the body of Christ coming together, That's right. despite denomination, mm-hmm. despite uh, yeah. what they believe, you know, whatever. I, I mean, like, man, people are loving people, That's right. and uh, being the body of Christ, and that's awesome. So, as a cool side note, like a bee, it's taking this. I mean, if you know, Andrew's got this little curl going with his hair. If you notice that, <laughs> it took the edge of an apocalypse. <laughs> 
But he finally went to Jasper. And yes. Look at this. And listen, guys, I uh, like, I did not. Did you uh, see this? I did not get on board in time for my 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 fade or my my haircut. I was led by the spirit. I went the day before. And Jasper, if you're listening to this, um, like I need some help because my hair is it's it's pretty rough right now. So. Um, you think she can give you like a virtual haircut? I mean, what is she, I don't know. What do you want her to do? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know what? What if they could use virtual reality technology, and like project something over your head, like you could cut your own hair that way? Surely there's like a robot or something. That you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like a three D printer. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, I appreciate that. I've um, I have hair, so I might as well use it. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Um, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I have no response. I just, I, you know, all I know is it's the most time-consuming, worthless piece of junk <laughs> ever. Having to figure out what put stuff in your hair, don't put stuff in your hair, like like some type of something that Tasha uses. I don't know what it is. Something that smells like wait, hold on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Does oh, Tasha yeah. do your hair? No, no, no. I just you I still said the stuff that Tasha uses. I still some type of. Is that what you heard? No, no, no. I think that's kind of what I heard. Is so Tasha she has, fixing no. your hair? No. Obviously, it would be a lot better. <laughs> but no, she has some type of blueberry, something that's like a gel thing, but you don't use a lot, man. You put blueberry? much in it. it. smells like blueberries. So if I sniffed your hair, social distancing <laughs> inside, you'd have a blueberry, because you're like anti-fragrances. Waft it, waft it. Don't be blowing over here. I don't um, want your germs. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, I've never bought hair product before. I've never bought like gel ever. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think, man, I've shaved my head for like six, seven years. I'm a big fan of the old when spice I, putty. When I went to, when I went to, when I went to Jasper, I was like, she's like, what do you want? I was like, I don't know. I hadn't had a haircut in like seven years. I was like, just make it work. And it was a good time. Yeah. So I'm uh, rationing my uh, my beard oil right now. <laughs> rationing? Yeah. Um, yeah, mine's getting, getting low. So just because I, not that I, I really don't want to go to Walmart because I don't want to deal with it. I mean, that's the thing. And the grocery pickup has ceased, evidently. And uh, so, yeah, so today might have been my last little bit of. We can make our own. Beard oil. That's true. And I still have some from Mexico, by the way. Go to a trampoline beard oil. <laughs> That's right. Yes. So thank you again for joining us. Uh, as always, we want to encourage you to live scent. <laughs>